It was fun kind of going back and thinking about some of the places we, you and I traveled to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, some of the, the stories, stories yeah. some of the places we got stuck in. Yes. And then yeah. how we moved through the stuckness and the stickiness of it. Yeah. So we, we came to realize on this conversation that our number one life bow hack is traveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's traveling abroad. That's traveling within where you live, but it really is just that disruption in routine that's taught us so much about ourselves, each other and also um, about our kids and just what we want in life and how we can bring those lessons back to our every single day. Yeah, and one of those inherent values and life lessons you get through traveling is really faculty. You start to realize how much resource that you have, how much you can lean on to your uh, intuition, how you, how you can really connect with your partner in a more meaningful kind of way because you're going through uncomfortable situations sometimes and you have to find a way to navigate through you know mm-hmm. and so it really is an opportunity an invite to really connect with the people that you travel with mm-hmm. yeah and tony robbins also um, often talks about you know the most successful people are the most resourceful people and mm-hmm. i think traveling teaches you how to be resourceful and that's something that we're really hoping to instill in our kids so on the podcast we share about you know we share some stories where we had to be resourceful and the outcomes that came from that and also just some of the tips that we um, recommend when you're traveling when it comes to your gut health sleep um, all the various things that you might be challenged with when you're not at home yeah so tune in let us know what you think let us know what your go-tos are when you travel abroad or you know, you're the weekend warrior and take off for the weekend. What do you do that's different? How do you adapt to that new environment? Uh, We'd love to hear how it goes for you too. Well, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Um, As you know, we talked a little bit about some of the things that we take with us to help adapt to the environment. And we talked about why that's so important. And, you know, when you're trying new foods out, you never know how it's going to land in the GI system, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, it can manifest in so many different ways, whether it's bloating or especially when you're traveling, it could be constipation, it could be diarrhea. For our oldest son, it could be eczema. So there's often a challenge when you're stepping into this new environment with new bacteria, new food, and your body just needs, you know, a little bit of help to adapt. Yeah, and for so many of us, because of chronic stress in life and maybe we're eating our food too fast or we're getting depleted because we're not sleeping well at night or we're not getting the minerals in that we need or hydrochloric acid starts to drop in the GI tract because of that chronic state of stress or maybe we're on acid blockers because our digestion is causing GERD and reflux and all sorts of things. So what are what's the, the core thing that we like to do? like to add in enzymes. So Bioptimizers makes an amazing product called Masszymes. They have such high potency of these enzymes. It really helps you assimilate the food that you're consuming. And I personally like to take it between meals uh, along with meals. And I'll take a little bit more when I'm having a meal that's a little bit bigger and definitely what's a little bit different than what I usually uh, you know, consume for what my palate uh, is used to. Yeah, and I've always have not been a fan of enzymes because I think it's a, a Band-Aid approach, but noticing the difference when I started using this, especially when I was traveling, it really helped me understand that, you know, the body just needs some support sometimes and there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Yeah, so this is definitely one of our travel go-tos when you're eating new foods, trying out new things, or just, you know, you're in your daily routine and things feel a little funky in the GI tract, the gas, the bloating, the loose stools, the constipation, the eczemas, the other things that are showing up post-digestion, you may need a little extra help. And, and so uh, if you want to try these out, 
uh, go to www.bioptimizers.com. You can use code D-R-N-I-C-K, Dr. Nick at checkout and you get some discounts there. Mm-hmm. So enjoy. Welcome to the Health Ignited Podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nick and Sonia Jensen. We are partners, parents, business partners, doctors, yoga teachers, and retreat leaders. We promise to bring you real conversations to awaken and ignite your potential to live your best life possible. Join us each week as we dive into topics varying from brain health, biohacking, hormones, and longevity, to relationships, parenting, meditation, and more. Together, creating community and building stronger foundations for the generations to come. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Healthy Better with Dr. Sonia Jets and myself. What's happening today? We recently came back from a trip. Yes. So we're going to talk about all the travel essentials. So tips for you, tools that you can take with you, things that we observed and noticed about ourselves and our family when it comes to food and just our regular routines and patterns and the difference there is between what we do here and what we do somewhere else and how that may impact our bodies or not. Yeah. So Sonia and I, we, um, I, as we were falling in love with each other, in fact, we, we were exploring the world, mm-hmm. you know, and so Sonia and I really discovered more about each other through our travel. And travel became such a big part of our life. And, and in fact, we, we, originally before we opened up our practice we thought uh, we had a plan or we had a, a business or not business but a position opportunity to work in Costa Rica mm-hmm. so we really didn't have our legs on the ground here in North America we were really like fell in love and fell in love with travel mm-hmm. it was a huge part of our life mm-hmm. yeah I, for me personally I won't speak for you but I think exploring is just something that lights my soul on fire and it helps me rediscover things about myself when I observe different cultures or I immerse myself in different environments. Um, and I think it gives, it gave us time to create and build a solid foundation for life today as parents, as business owners, as doctors and podcast, all the things that we're doing. I think it gave us time to really reflect on like what's important to us and our values and also just it gave us this experience of being rather than doing all the time and how much that being can actually invite more freedom and creativity and just space to dream um, and how important that is that we step into that space often because it can feel, um, we can feel stuck when we're doing our everyday um, routines. Yeah, it's a disruptor, right? Yeah. Yeah, just like biohacking. We think it's like, for me, it's like the it's number one biohack. Biohack for life. Biohack for is life. to travel. Yes. So when when we first uh, uh, got a chance to, to find one another in our life, uh, after naturopathic school, we actually went to go teach English in Taiwan mm-hmm. for 14 months and had a, an amazing experience living in a culture that was so different than our own. Uh, I'd been traveling before. Sonia had been traveling before different countries. I'd been to Southeast Asia. She had not right at that point well, in time yeah i guess india i don't know if that yeah. singapore that's south asia yeah yeah right but anyways <laughs> uh different parts of the world and so but we got a chance to 
to create a, a life together for um, this first time sort of teaching English in, in Taiwan. That was amazing. And one of the one of the most interesting things that I keep reflecting on, especially when we travel to different locations, is that what it's like being in a country where you don't understand the language. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we found, especially in Taiwan, not understanding anything, we felt like we were in bliss all the time because we couldn't understand the daily traumas and dramas and scenarios that go on around us. And, you know, after a little while, you start to kind of pick up on the tone and body language. And it was just such a beautiful culture to be immersed in. But we did recognize that we were able to really unplug from the, the daily things that maybe would bother us somewhere else. And I remember having that experience of going to Hong Kong for the first time. Mm. We were traveling again and hearing English everywhere. And we we're like, oh, my goodness, what is this noise? And we just felt like we were in such a meditative space all the time. And that created this capacity to look or hear beyond the noise. Like I know I felt more deeply connected with myself and that creative part of me because of that. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and it was it was something I mean, when we were there, we maybe learned a few words, but I don't know why. Maybe it's just the time in our lives. I really didn't have a desire. Um, to really, I mean, maybe I wanted to, but I, I realistically looked at our timeline and re recognized that I probably wouldn't be learning this language. Oh, I would have loved to. But uh, yes. I mean, I would have loved to too, but yeah. I mean, I, for whatever reason, we didn't put our energy there, but we did put our energy into learning Kung Fu. Mm -hmm. not, that we, we, not that we learned all you need to know about mm -hmm. Kung Fu, but <laughs> we did it for about six months and fell in love with that, made some amazing friends. And, and then we went on to travel to the Philippines and then Thailand and uh cambodia cambodia then thailand and then on to india mm -hmm. yeah and so that was like our first two years as a couple is really like uh living abroad and and learning about one another depending on one another um trying to find some i guess some independence in a relationship and all the like all the different attachments that go along with with needing somebody when you're traveling like there's a whole lot of i think codependency stuff that we sort of had to work through at that time Likewise. well just depending on one another right mm -hmm. like yeah. you're in uncomfortable situation i mean there's a time where we got pulled over by a cambodian police officer because we were going down a one-way street uh in the opposite direction he was trying to find us i, I assume he was and um if Sonny wasn't there, I probably would have just given the money and said, okay, well, like here, can you just let me go? But uh, I was, I was being obstinate. I knew I had someone there to sort of on my back supporting me. And we were in this experience together. <clears throat> I'm just one example of uh, maybe standing my ground a little bit, um, but I probably wouldn't have done that if I was, it was a solo trip. But I think a lot of these different circumstances or challenges that come up in life they're easier to move through when you're when you're with somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I was thinking back to that one time in Thailand, we were in the north and our scooter oh, yeah. ran out of gas. And there is, you know, there's so many different ways that we can respond to these situations. And the reason why we're bringing, bringing these situations up is um, in this last trip that we had with our kids, we kept trying to emphasize, you know, how we respond to what we are doing while we're traveling can really be a reflection of how we're responding to like our everyday and we can bring those tools into our everyday and that was a big example for us um and trust and trust that everything's going to work out i mean we're on this highway on a mountain there's no cars anywhere and it's just us and 
we ran out of gas or like the scooter um i don't know what broke happened down. to it something it broke down something yeah. happened and we had to start walking with it and i remember just feeling okay like feeling held and recognizing that panicking wasn't going to change anything being upset wasn't going to change anything but really just having to surrender to what was and trusting that it will work out and as soon as we did that there was a family that drove by with their little pickup and they saw us and they picked us up and took us to a shop and if we were to if we take that philosophy into so many of these other challenges that show up in our life i think it'd be so much easier to move through life without feeling stuck and feeling resentful and feeling fearful of like what's going to happen next yeah we had, we had another time where we were hiking in in the taiwan mountains and we, completely lost <laughs> completely lost <laughs> we, we were probably gone for about two and a half hours or so and we sort of knew a trail or we think we saw a trail that we were following. It was really like, there really wasn't a landmark trail to be seen. And um, we guess, you know, we don't know what kind of creatures are out there in that, like maybe we would run into a, I don't know, a cougar or something, or uh, maybe a panda bear. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Probably not a panda bear. No. Um, but, you know, and then we, we ran into this couple uh, that spoke English and, and we just ran into them and we had this amazing walk back down the mountain. They knew exactly where, or I think they knew where they were going. We mm -hmm. followed them and we found our way back to the mm -hmm. town. And so, I mean, the reason we bring up those conversations to your point, it's, it's, we didn't have phones that we could have called someone. We were mm -hmm. completely in a mountain. This was range. before iPhone days. This was before <laughs> iPhones or smartphones. You know, we just relied on this, the the intuition, I guess, and the trust and, and the fact that we had each other mm -hmm. to because in a situation like that, if you were isolated alone, you know, you can only depend on yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is such a reflection of how much community is necessary in our everyday life. So often we feel alone when we're in a challenge and yet it's so necessary for us to lean in to one another to be able to move through challenges and you know there's there's something to be said about like solitude and knowing yourself and trusting your own intuition and all of that but i think we're also starting to move into this era where we're not really leaning into our community our partners our you know our, our parents or whoever it is that brings that level of comfort or safety to you thinking that if i do that then you know i'm not um I'm not independent or I'm not able to move through this challenge because I need to prove that I can move through this challenge. And so I think that was like one thing that really came up out of traveling is like there's always help. Like mm -hmm. we were in so many countries where we didn't know the language. And yet as soon as there was a challenge, we knew we could go ask for help. And there are people more than willing to help. It's just sometimes we are putting up blocks for ourselves to ask. Yeah, totally. I mean, that. that not to get into the story of it, but I mean, that was the same experience I had when I was in Mexico with my dad in the ocean and we were, we were going under and uh, there was such a discomfort in screaming out for help. Um, but it was the thing that I literally saved our lives. Mm -hmm. Had we not asked for help, we I literally wouldn't be here. Neither would my father and a dear friend of ours. So, you know, that, I mean, that's an extreme example too, but you know, the, there's, there's something to be said about, you know, you can't, maybe you can have those experiences in your day to day life, but you're probably just doing the things you do every day. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, biohacking or travel can be such an amazing biohack for your life, because it's putting you in 
new circumstances, which are going to challenge you in a new, new way. Uh, you may not be able to, to lean on to your, your language skills because you might be in a different country where you can't articulate what it is that you need in the same kind of way. And you just, and there has to be a little bit more emphasis on trusting your intuition. Like when Sonia and I were sort of lost in the mountains, we were constantly giving feedback to one another around which way we should go. <laughs> and, you know, we, we eventually ran into, like I said, ran into this couple that we didn't see anyone else walking on this trail. Like there's no, literally no one out there. There wasn't just, even a marker for our trail. We just <laughs> assumed we'll just create our own. We'll That's just go what here. we did. But I wanted to bring up another example just in this last trip to Spain with our boys and being able to teach them about asking for help. So we were in, I always say this, Cordoba. Wrong, Cordoba. And I had this moment, this feeling of like, hmm, I wonder when we go back to the car, I wonder if it's going to be there. Mm. I think it's towed. And we got there and it was gone. And there was like panic, right? Um, I definitely snapped. Um, you did pretty good. Actually. I did pretty good, but there was a moment where I was trying to like figure out where to call and I, I did snap at Kyan and then apologized after. But there was this mo this panic in like um, Soren, our youngest one's eyes. I was like, oh my goodness, they took yeah, he mostly because his his phone in quotation marks was in there. And so he, I think he was, I, I think worried, was, more than that. It, he mean, was, was worried about the things. Plus yeah. the fact that like, where is this car? Like, how are we going to get back to our house that we're staying at? And I think it was, it was almost deeper than that. It was like, why would someone take our car? Yeah. It was almost like theft. Yeah. That's what right? it felt like to them. Yeah. yeah. Like how could somebody do that? Like, why would they do that? Even though we, we parked where we weren't supposed to, mm -hmm. but before all of that had happened, we had gone to a cafe where the woman there um, did speak a little bit of English and we had like, you know, a good conversation with her. And instantly Nick was like, let's go back there. And we went and asked her for help and she helped us through the whole process. So for the kids to also see that, you know, we can be humble enough to admit that we made this mistake how can we fix it can you please help us so that we can move forward and then we went and got our car and everything is okay and everything did turn out okay even though in that moment it felt very scary to you know be in a place where you don't know anybody you don't know the language and like how am i going to navigate this and again bringing that back into our everyday life so there's going to be moments where we feel very alone or we step or we make a decision that maybe we want to backtrack on or feel um, regret or any of those things and maybe maybe if we just step outside of ourselves and ask for help there's going to be solutions that show up that probably wouldn't have shown up before yeah it was funny because like i'm slowing down time <clears throat> remembering <clears throat> excuse me the discomfort of that moment and i remember looking at you and you and i both knew at the same time where we were going we were going right back to that lady. Mm -hmm. Like there's no question. Like yeah. it's just, it's just interesting. Like, and I think it's probably from all those times before, like how do we communicate with each other to not show that we're, you know, concerned and, and, and we don't want our kids to feel any more, you know, discomfort than they're feeling right now. How do we just sort of communicate with each mm -hmm. other and just make a really firm decision to like support the group. Mm -hmm. And then you were great because you kept talking to the kids the whole way there. Like, hey, everything's fine. We're gonna mm -hmm. we're gonna talk to the lady. She's gonna help us get the car. And and then we were in the taxi and the taxi gave us a ride to the compound and you know we paid the the, the parking fees and whatever. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and and the challenge in that moment too is to come away from the experience without distaste in our mouth. Cause there mm -hmm. was there was something about that place that it just wasn't meeting expectations, uh which which maybe like we we kept hearing like how amazing this place was we saw little glimpses of it but there was um the kids weren't really we were tired they they were it was a day where we should not have gone on an adventure and everybody was just tired so i think 
yeah. we yeah. had to go there to have this lesson show up for for our kids i really think this was yeah. like i mean this is why we made a rule with for our family as soon as we started having kids that we need to take them somewhere different every year so that they do experience different cultures and see that the world is actually quite big and yet so small mm -hmm. and that how we can relate to other humans that are from different places and different cultures with different backgrounds and habits and all the things and yet there's this commonality that we have as humans and so it was it, that's why we go and for them to see this challenge show up because everything else was easy. So it's, it's almost like a, it was a blessing that that happened as annoying as things like that can be so that they got that lesson. Yeah, so they're, they're going to remember it forever. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's just one story of many. And that was like that was a frustrating one for sure. Um, but I was going to say, like, the challenge for me was to not let a, a feeling of distaste for the city as a result of the you know mm -hmm. uh changes or flavor my my opinion of the city as a result of the experience because you know in each of these places we got a chance to see like it, all of it is just little little microcosms of of the whole mm -hmm. but it was really like what kind of experience did we have in that in that place mm -hmm. and and what are the lessons that we learned so mm -hmm. Uh, there were so there were many many different things like that but so tra traveling really is a disruptor for your everyday life especially mm -hmm. when you go into places where you don't understand the language it's like it looks different i mean obviously in europe there's so much historical beauty there it's it's hard to put to words uh i mean the the weather is amazing the sun like it just looked like every picture was um like something that somebody painted it was so gorgeous and so the, the beauty of seeing and being a part of history or like immersing yourself in that vibration of, of people who have constructed beautiful things centuries ago, mm -hmm. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, and, and on that disruption um, topic, it's like not only do we disrupt what our daily routines are, but we're disrupting what we're eating, mm -hmm. how we're sleeping, how we're connecting, like all these things are being disrupted. And the reason why we wanted to talk about this topic today is how do we bring in um, flexibility in our lives when it comes to our health program or the way we're eating or the diet that we're stepping into? Because often there's rules around all of that. You know, if rigidity. there's rigidity where yeah. if we're going into keto for we fast a certain way. And we, you know, we talk a lot about variation. So this is the beautiful thing about traveling. It forces you into variation. And there's this moment where your body's like, ah, I was doing so well. And now after a 10 hour flight, I'm really disrupted. So how do I, how do I get myself back on track? And then also enjoy um, all the new flavors and everything that we're experiencing. So we want to share with you guys some of the things that we do and also just insights in like mindset shift around food and habits and routines so that when you step out of a routine, even if it's just for a weekend, you um, can, you know, release some of the guilt that can show up with the rigidity of being on a plan. Yeah, totally. Well, let's jump to that. So, mm -hmm. you know, what are some of the circumstances we talked about them this morning, but what are some of the circumstances that, um, you know, so let's say, let's take, let's take the, the typical person, you know, you, every time you eat gluten or bread, you feel bloated, you feel lethargic, you don't sleep well, digestion's off, mood's off, skin breaks out. Um, you know, the typical things that maybe when you're eating a certain diet, when you're in your routine at home, something's not off, something's not working right a food sensitivity flare or whatever it is and then you have to adjust your diet accordingly 
Now let's take that same individual, put them into a place. Uh, let's take, take Europe as a good example where there's, there's much lower or maybe no GMO foods. Um, there maybe the foods are grown differently. There's different chemicals that are used or maybe less chemicals. Basically the, the food seems to be relatively different, but let's take the, that experience of us or someone in that situation, plug them into a, a, a new world where there's different food. What are all the circumstances that make people thrive in those situations? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll use myself as an example. Like I don't eat dairy because I know what it does to my hormones. I had dairy every single day when we were in Spain. And um, also we had gluten when we were in Spain too. And those are, those are rules we have. I'm saying quotation marks in our home. We don't have a lot of dairy. And we don't eat late at night. And we don't eat but, late at but night. There we did. Um, like there's so many of these, you know, routines that we have that we know help our bodies thrive when we're here in our daily life. And there, all of that was disrupted. And the only purpose we had there was connection, connection with ourselves, with each other and connecting to this new culture. So we made a conscious decision to go with the flow. And so eating the dairy, eating the gluten, eating at like, 8 p.m., 9 p.m., because even that is too night. early yeah. in their culture. Mm -hmm. um, so we wanted to immerse ourselves and do the things that they do instead of get rigid in our own way. And what that did, it just allowed space and it just allowed freedom and flexibility. And there was there wasn't any stress around things. I mean, there was like some moments of stress, but I think because the stress was so low, how we digested food was different, knowing that the quality of food there is different, knowing that the oils that they use are amazing and from, from Spain mostly, mm -hmm. depending on where you eat. And just knowing these things um, also just helps support our bodies. And what I think, I think also one of the big things was we were walking every single day, all day long in the sun, in the sun. And you start to witness this culture that does everything for enjoyment mm -hmm. how they eat how they move how they interact with each other the the first day we got there was the weekend and what i noticed was every age group was out having fun you know elderly dressed up arm in arm making out and there's a lot of making out <laughs> there's a lot of making out there's just so much love there yeah and you know a whole street was shut down so kids could have that whole street to play and have their different activities is it was just such a culture of community. And I think that was a big piece in how we were able to digest our food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it totally was. And I think even just entering into a dinner plate or a lunch plate or whatever, just with like, oh, I wonder what this tastes like. Yeah, I want to try this new food. You know, how often we do that with our dinner plates at home? Mm -hmm. Actually, I do that fairly often just because Sonia makes such amazing dishes. I, I keep going like, wow, like I'm, I can't wait to taste this. But uh, in general, we typically make the food that we know how to make and then mm -hmm. just becomes like rinse and repeat. Whereas, you know, you're in a place where everything's new and exciting and there's a curiosity and wonder and, and you're seeing all this vibrancy around you. Like you said, people of all ages, you know, mm -hmm. out till all hours of the evening. Like mm -hmm. the one night where uh, there was a little bit of discomfort of us not finding the right place that we wanted to eat at one night, uh, I got some laser beams, uh, uh, laser eyes directed towards me from actually all three of them, because I wasn't settling in on on the place to have dinner. And it was getting late. And I wanted to explore and we were going on this really cool part of um, where were we? Madrid. Madrid. Mm -hmm. 
in this really like vibrant area and i was like just getting enthralled by this experience and meanwhile like these guys are all hungry and i and and the one place that we were trying to look for took us down this weird back alley that looked <laughs> like there really shouldn't be a restaurant down there and so we had to sort of like just wing it the winging and experience took way too long and anyways we eventually got to this place and beside us there's just like i don't know one and a half year old yeah right somewhere around there having dinner uh we look i kept looking over i'm like is that guy tired like it's like 10 10 10 30 at night even our kids wow they keep their kids up so late yeah <laughs> but they, they had full-on like paella this huge dish and they were all feasting and i think at some point the the little boy got uh disgruntled enough that it was time to go but i mean just just amazing and what i and when i said to sonia in that experience is like, is like you know we're not going to find the perfect restaurant and it's going to be a little uncomfortable because you know we know the kids are tired it's late um but we did make a, a you know mission to come out here and just you know find some food and so we found this place and we had pizza and calamari or something like that right and it was like 10, 10 30 at night. And, you know, but what happened in that experience is instead of staying lingering in the discomfort of the moments trying to get there, we just kind of sank into the experience, enjoyed the food and enjoyed the, uh, enjoyed the environment. And the kids like literally like kind of came back to life a little bit. They weren't as irritated with me by the end of the meal and neither were you. And, uh, we, you know, that was the evening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the tip that we're trying to bring some awareness to is that how do we bring in what we learn from these other cultures and these experiences that we have in our everyday life? How do we bring in that flexibility? How do we stay more curious about, the foods that we're eating and you know what our body is asking of us instead of staying rigid i mean i do think routine and discipline and some elements of knowing what's coming next is important when you're first starting your health journey but then as you start to understand yourself more there has to be room for flexibility in play so it doesn't create such a stress when you can't make it home for a certain meal or you don't have the right ingredients or or any of that isn't there in perfection there has to be space and room for us to adapt and be more more flexible yeah. and you know and we have our things that we take with us to make sure that our bodies are also being taken care of mm -hmm. so some of the supplements that we take with us maybe you want to talk about the ones that you we're using and I'll talk about the ones that I was using too for myself and the kids. Yeah, I mean, when the first one was just like the the sleep change, mm -hmm. right? So we were we were definitely taking, you know, slightly larger doses of melatonin to really help to reset the clock. And so we were trying to just even on the airplane and they do that fairly well, I think, try to time the, the meal delivery, the the closing of the the shades on the sides of the plane to, to mimic where the destination is that you're going. But even when you land there, obviously you want to get out and we landed in the in the afternoon or late morning um, when we got there and we obviously we stay awake we um uh, we got food into us as soon as we could we get moving we actually came back for a little mini siesta because the boys were really like they were not in a good place our oldest son literally could have slept all night uh at that point but we got him out of bed he was not happy with me i threw him in the shower i had a i think we all had a shower just to you know wake ourselves up and, and then we get going on with their day, but we took the melatonin at night. We took enzymes of their food. 
Um, we took some GI replenish to help with the gut microbiome, just with the adaptation to the new food uh, meals. And it was really about how do we just adapt and acclimatize the new environment through the light, through the food, to getting outside, breathing in the air, getting exposed to the light and mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah. So I was looking at systems. Okay. What system is going to need support while I'm away? Number one gut is always going to need support. And then I also looked at immune just with like the climate that we're in these last couple of years and just observing our kids. Like they've been, you know, they've been sick this year. It's just, I think most kids have been just because of the changes that we went through last year with all the, the excessive cleaning and all the things. Um, so I knew I wanted to take things to support the immune system too. And then from past experience with our oldest son, when we were in Italy, we knew he had got eczema from mm. the um, excess in dairy and gluten and some of the things that he normally doesn't eat. So I made sure that I took some salves and some vitamins and enzymes. enzymes and the gut stuff to help support him. So there was like Nick said, we took ultra GI replenish, we took um, probiotics, we took so we got prebiotics now probiotics, we took enzymes, um, I and zinc for yeah. the immune system. And then I had the topical things for our old our youngest for his mosquito bites because yeah. he gets these massive mosquito bites and they mosquitoes love him so making sure you know quercetin immune system stuff for him and topical and also for our son so as you start to know what your body requires of you for these comforts that are needed so that you can adapt to your new environment it gets easier and easier to travel and that just that understanding of like okay my body's going to need this to digest this new food that i'm experiencing mm -hmm. yeah so those are some of the things that we did to to help with adaptation. Those are things that we typically took most days throughout the throughout the trip as well, and um, it was it was such an amazing magical mm -hmm. experience to, to be yeah. together with the family. And we understand not everyone is going to be able to pick up the family and run off to Europe. Like we get that. I think that the message from this um, conversation is that what can you bring into your life to disrupt the pattern that you're in right now that can create more connection and more curiosity and just more wonder for yourself and if you're a family for your children so that they do start to recognize that there's like I said before a bigger world out there and you know the more we're able to see that the more connected we feel with all humans and I think that makes such a big difference in just how we view ourselves mm -hmm. definitely mm -hmm. all right so that's yeah. the number one life biohack is to get uncomfortable yes and see different parts of the world yes and yeah. the solution to that is the the trusting yes yeah. love it okay please share uh what you guys learn when you're when you travel what are some of the uh, aha moments and awarenesses you have when you step into a different world mm -hmm. or maybe your favorite travel spots that mm -hmm. we don't know about that we need to go see. that we need to go see yes. yeah that works too <laughs> all right take care we hope you enjoyed this episode of the health ignited podcast be sure to download subscribe and share as we build this conscious community together you can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, drsjensen.com. Please note all information on this podcast is not and should not be taken as medical advice. Please see a healthcare professional to receive the care needed. Thank you for sharing this time with us, igniting your health freedom. And welcome to the tribe.